Without financial education, kids are drastically unprepared for the financial world awaiting them. But now there's help. BusyKid is the only chore and allowance app where kids learn how to earn, save, share, spend, and invest their allowance. BusyKid is hands-on financial education that's fun for kids and easy on parents. Motivate your kids to do their chores while learning to make responsible decisions with their money. Go to BusyKid.com forward slash BK. That's BusyKid.com forward slash BK. BusyKid. It's allowance simplified. This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of Wealth Ability. So just remember that we have a very special gift and really terrific opportunity. It's absolutely free that we're going to talk about later on in the show. So be sure to stay tuned to the Wealth Ability Show. Make sure you listen to this. You'll want to listen to it over and over again. And we're, we're just so excited to provide you with this free gift. So how would you like to double the return on your investments and at the same time increase your tax benefits? Today, you're going to discover how to invest at wholesale prices instead of retail prices. When you think about investing, okay, you can think about it in a number of ways. We can think about investing as investing at, you know, investing in the stock market, what kind of asset class. We can think, are we an amateur investor? Are we a professional investor? What is it that constitutes our investing? Well, if you kind of look at you know, the, the, the life cycle of an investor, typically we start out, right? We go to school and we get a job. And in the job, we're learning skills. We're learning professional skills, right? We're typically not learning financial skills. We're not le learning money skills. We're learning professional skills, which then frequently then we will take and we will then create a situation or buy into a situation where we're an owner of that business where we use our skill set. That's called an entrepreneur, right? So instead of being an employee, now we're not just an employee, but we actually run the business. That's ownership. And then as we get going and we get successful, we start expanding it. Well, there comes a time when we're looking at, okay, we're doing, we're doing great in our business or we're doing great in our job. What are we going to do with the money and how are we going to prepare for the rest of our life? How are we going to make sure that we have the financial resources available to us to reach what, whatever our dream is, all right? And if that dream is simply, boy, you know, when I'm 60 or 50 or 40, I want to hang it up and I want to be able to retire and spend time with my kids and my, or my grandkids, that's great if that's your dream. If your dream is, look, I, you know, I, I want to travel the world I, or I want to create a charity that um, I had a, actually had a student once, um, one of our, our participants in one of our, our tax programs that said, you know what she really wanted to do was save the bats because bats apparently are very important pollinators. And so people concentrate on bees. She wants to save the bats. I thought that was a terrific 
That was a terrific dream that she had. Well, the reality is, and if we're going to accomplish our dream, it's going to take money. And we could, in our business, just reinvest all our money in our business. And a lot of times, that's what we should be doing. Okay, a lot of times we should be reinvesting our business. What happens, though, when we decide, look, I've invested in my business as much as I can or as much as I want to, or I've invested in my job as much as I can or as much as I want to, and now what I'd really like to do is I would like some real investments. And, you know, as, in, as an employee, typically what we're taught is, well, just put your money in the stock market. Do a 401k, an IRA, and there's nothing wrong with putting your money in the stock market per se. The only challenge is that your tax benefits are limited. You go, well, well, there is a tax benefit. I get a deduction for it, right? True. However, down the road, you're going to pay tax on it, right? And you're not going to pay tax at capital gains rates or dividend rates or any kind of special rates. You're going to pay tax at ordinary income rates. And unless you're planning to retire poor, you're going to end up in a higher tax bracket through that IRA or 401k or pension plan or profit sharing plan than you would if you were not in that IRA or 401k or pension plan. So, for example, you invest in the stock market outside of an IRA, you're going to pay tax at capital gains rates, which are typically half in every country. They're typically half. Okay, if you invest instead through an IRA or 401k, you're going to pay at ordinary income rates. And assuming that you don't, you want to make as much money when you retire as you do while you're working, that may not be the best solution for you. So then you're going, okay, if I'm not going to invest in the stock market through an IRA 401k and what I call traditional amateur retail investing, okay, traditional amateur retail investing is investing in a mutual fund. Um, typically, we do it through IRAs or 401ks. We may do it outside too because we, we want to invest more than what our 401k or IRA allows us to invest. So you want to invest other than what I call typical retail investing. You think about retail investing, think about retail shopping, okay? When you are shopping retail, you're paying full price. If you buy a stock on the stock exchange, you, you buy a stock out in the stock market, you're paying full price. Right? So you are, you are investing at retail. So if, if you ever sit down with a financial planner, by law, they are not allowed to suggest that you could do more than 10% return on your investment. Now, 10% is actually pretty heady. Right? Okay. So some people, you know, over the last few years, some people have done that well in the stock market. Some people have not. Some people have just put the money in, taken it out at the wrong times. So that's pretty much the most... 10% is really the most you're ever going to realistically expect over the long term in the stock market. And you're going, well, that's great because the average investor is only getting 3%. So 10% would be awesome. Well, what if you could do better than that? What if you could actually invest at wholesale prices? So, you know, <laughs> my, my, my wife has this great view. She goes, the most important thing when I buy clothing, she says, is that I get my cost per use down. Well, there are a couple of ways to get the cost per use down. One is to wear that, those pair, that pair of shoes or wear those, that dress, that suit, wear it over and over and over again. That'll get the cost per use down. Another way is to buy it at a bargain price. 
right? We, that, that would be buying at wholesale. And we all know that if we can buy something at wholesale, that's the reason places like Costco and Sam's Club are so, are, are so, you know, are so popular is because we think we're getting a discount. We're paying a lower price than we would if we went to the grocery store. So that's why we want to shop there, right? That's really the reason is that we're looking at, can we get a better price? Well, you can do the same thing with investing. I mean, if we could always shop wholesale, we would always shop wholesale. Even better than that is if we could always buy factory direct. So down the street from uh, my house, my office, is this a, a shopping mall, okay, that's all factory outlet stores, right? So we are at that point, your factory, your factory outlet. So you're paying direct, you're in some cases, even paying less than wholesale prices, right? Less than wholesale price. Those factory outlet stores are always packed. Now, the challenge is that you tend to get seconds and you tend to get last year's model and so forth. And so you go, well, what if I don't want last year's model? Well, you know, what if I want what's available right now? Well, with investing, you actually can do that. You can actually buy at wholesale or direct get much higher returns, and at the same time, lower your risk and increase your tax benefits. Here's why. So remember, let's say we're at retail, we're going to be somewhere at best between 7 and 10%. Well, if we're buying clothes at retail, why are we paying so much? Well, the reason is because we're paying a couple of middlemen, right? We're actually the wholesaler is making money, they're actually doubling their price when they sell it to the retailer, and the retailer has to double the price when they sell to us. So we're actually paying four times the price of factory direct when we buy retail. That makes sense, doesn't it? On the other hand, we seem to be very comfortable paying retail for our investments. What if instead we bought factory direct? What would happen to our returns? Well. Okay, the same thing's going to happen that happens with our, in, with our shopping. Because when you buy a retail stock, a stock at retail, you're paying, okay, there's, a, there's somebody like a Goldman Sachs that's making money on that. And then there's the actual business owner that's creating it that's making even more money on that. Right, so you have the business owner, and then you got you've got the 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 uh, the the brokerage that's selling it, and then you've got retail, and that's basically how it works. So instead, what if we could buy it wholesale, or we could actually buy direct? Let me give you an example. If you were to buy real estate at retail, we would call that a real estate investment trust or a REIT. That would be buying it at retail. Now, just like stock market, you should expect somewhere between 5 and 10% return on investment in a REIT. Well, what if instead of, now REIT is really just a mutual fund of real estate. So it's a bunch of different projects that have been brought together, okay, and the, the wholesaler brings them together, sells them to the retailer, and then the retailer sells them to us. So instead, what if we bought at the wholesale level? So in other words, we actually went direct to that person who's putting together the deal and we invested with them. Now we call that a private offering or in, the, in business, it's called private equity. When we can invest at that level, 
So we go and invest in an apartment building. We're not running it, okay? We've got somebody else who's running it. That's the wholesale part of that. Or we're going to invest in a business, but it's private equity deal. So, you know, there, it's not public. The public's, you know, we don't, it's not out there to the public. It's only for private. So what we get is we actually get to double our return. So instead of that 5 to 10%, we're going to do 10 to 20%, okay? Because we don't have that extra middleman. That's what we don't have. We don't have the extra middleman. Now, what, what do we give up? We give up liquidity. So it's not easy to sell, right? So we have to, be, we have to do our due diligence. This is why you are not allowed to buy wholesale unless you're an accredited investor. An accredited investor in the U.S. is a couple that has more than a million dollars in net assets outside of their house or $300,000 a year in income. Well, you're going, well, I could never invest. You know, I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I'm not an accredited investor. But that's why, because it's not liquid, so it's not easy to get in and out of it. And you have to be willing, be able to say, well, look, if I'm stuck, I'm stuck, and I could lose my money. And you have to be able to handle that loss. And so the government's um, most countries, by the way, have this rule. The governments do not allow the average investor to get into these wholesale opportunities like a private placement or a private equity. Plus, they require a fairly substantial investment. I mean, a typical private placement is going to require at least a $100,000 investment. You can't invest $5,000. You can't invest $10,000. All right? So you got to be able to hold on there for the long term and understand you really have to have some good understanding of what you're doing if you're getting get into a private placement but what about buying direct so if i take that same real estate so let's say uh, as a reit i would have several apartment buildings that are put together and they're marketed at retail right then at wholesale i've got a private offering with a single apartment complex with a single developer and i'm investing with that single developer okay uh my my friend that i've had um on the podcast before i've had a, a couple of guys that that do this they're called syndications um brad sumrock was on um not too long ago and we've had uh, jp newman on and and they're syndicators my buddy ken mcelroy he's a syndicator so these are the people who put together these deals and they look for wholesale investors accredited investors but the direct investors, what's interesting is the government prevents you from being a wholesale investor unless you're accredited. They don't prevent you from being a retail investor, but they also don't prevent you from being a direct investor. So think about the real estate. You're allowed as an individual to go out and buy your own multifamily housing. You can do that. And if you do that, what happens? Well, now you're not paying a developer because you are the developer. And now your, your return on investment actually goes up and doubles again. So if you were at 10 to 20% in wholesale, you should be at 20 to 40% if you're investing directly. Now, what's the catch? The catch is that you take all the risk, however you've actually reduced your risk. So you take all the risk from the standpoint that if this goes south, it's your money, right? It's nobody else's money, it's just your money. 
On the other hand, you have complete control. And one of the principles that we teach at WealthAbility is, is that the more education you have and the more control you have, the lower your risk. This is your ability to create wealth. So the more, the, the more you understand and get educated and have control over your investment, remember, at, at a retail level, you have no control. Your, your control is getting in and out, right? It's easy to get in and out. Your control is liquidity. At the wholesale level, you're basically giving up control Right, you have a little more control because you know exactly what you're investing. You're you're not saying, well, it's a, you know, it's, it's 20 apartment complexes. It's a single apartment complex. You absolutely, you know, you're you're going to do your your homework and your research. You're going to make sure that you understand the deal, and 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 the and the developer, okay, whoever the syndicator, they are responsible to you, okay, and and they're going to feel that responsibility because they're not going to have that many investors in the first place. Right, so you have a lot more say in that than you would in at a at a retail level, like in a REIT. Now let's take the direct though. Now you have complete say. You get to choose what happens to the property. You get to choose what rent you charge. You get to choose how you market it. You get to choose what bank you go to. You get to choose your loan to value, how, how much leverage you have. You get to choose all of those things. So with all that control, with the right education and experience, you actually have lowered your risk substantially from either retail or wholesale. Now, you still don't have liquidity, right? Because you can't just get out of it, which is why cash flow is such a critical part of direct investing. If you're an indirect investor, you get in, you get out. In other words, if you're a retail investor, you get in, you get out. That's, that's where the risk goes down a little bit. But on the other hand, you have no control over the property itself. Where you can control, how, how do you treat the tenants? Okay, what does the property look like? How do you market this? This is what makes a professional investor. Well, here's the great thing. On top of increasing your returns, because now all of the returns go to you, you're giving the bank a little tiny piece, that's their interest rate, but you're getting all of the other returns. If you were developing it and you went and got investors, you would get about half the returns. Right, And then if you go in and buy in at retail, you're going to get maybe a fourth of the returns. What I think is cool about this is you also get better tax benefits. The closer you can control this property, the more tax benefits you get. So the best tax benefits, really about the most you can get if you're investing at retail, is doing it through an IRA or 401k. Then you defer the tax. Okay, or if you're in a Roth 401k in the in the U.S., then you can eliminate the tax, but you can never have a tax benefit that offsets other tax liabilities, like from your wages or your or your regular business. So, you're very limited in your tax benefits, and there's, you know, if you use an IRA, then you're obviously being controlled by the government. That's the definition of a qualified plan. It's a government-controlled plan. You invest at the wholesale level. You're going to get more of those benefits, but you are considered a passive investor. And so you must have passive income to offset the losses from that passive investment. Well, so you get some benefits. Your benefits are not unlimited. 
when you invest at the, at the direct level, okay, where you're actually developing the project or you're actually buying the rental property or you're investing directly in um, the agriculture, for example, okay, or it's your business, right? It doesn't matter what asset class. You're the one that's directly investing. You have control, but also you get all of the tax benefits because the rule is is that if you're actively involved, you are no longer limited on your tax benefits. So all of the depreciation, all of the write-offs, all of the tax credits that say for low-income housing or historical or, or the new um, opportunity zones, all of these are available to you. Why are they available to you? Because you're taking on the project. You are now becoming a professional investor. So let me define real quickly the difference between an amateur and a professional investor. An amateur investor makes a new decision every time they invest. And a professional investor comes up with their strategy, their plan of action for investing, and they come up with a set of criteria for investing. Imagine you're going to go invest in apartment buildings. Well, how big of an apartment building? You're going to do a fourplex or you're going to do a 200-unit apartment building? They're very different animals. Are you investing class C, which is just above slum? Are you investing class B, which is kind of middle of the road? Are you investing class A, brand new projects? Are you going to invest in big cities or small, or small cities or tier two cities in between? Okay, like San Antonio, for example. Where are you going to invest? All of these are criteria, and, and, the, and as a direct investor, you really have to become that professional investor, and it's the professional investor that gets all the tax benefits, and at the same time, it's the professional investor that gets all of the returns, that gets huge returns, and it's the professional investor who gets less risk because they have control over the project. So if you're going, well, wait a minute, I don't have time for that. I don't have time. Well, that's great. Then you move up the scale, right? So if you don't have time because you're a doctor or a lawyer, you have the money, you just don't have the time, that's when you invest at wholesale, okay? And then you sit down with a tax advisor and say, how do I take advantage of these losses that that real estate, oil and gas, whatever, uh, agriculture is throwing off or that business is throwing off? How do I take advantage of that? That's what your tax advisor is for. So it's a little more difficult, you can still do it. If you have no time at all and no interest in education, then you ought to be investing retail. So these are the three levels of investing, retail, wholesale, and direct. You want to make the most amount of money possible and pay the least amount of taxes, that would be direct. Next would be wholesale and, of course, retail, you, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just easy to get in and out of. So I love the idea of being a direct investor. And I love the idea of being a wholesale investor. What I, what, what I don't have an interest in is being a retail investor. Why would I buy something retail if I could buy it wholesale or buy it direct? And while governments prevent some people from investing at wholesale because they have not gotten out of the rat race, okay? They're not, they're not at that level where they're an accredited investor. Everybody, everybody is allowed to be a direct investor. And that's where the returns are. That's when the control, well, that's where the control is, and that's where the tax benefits are. So just feel free to think about this and, and 
listen to this podcast over and over again because if you can learn how to become that professional investor where you're at the direct investment level or you can learn how to become a you're, you have the 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 money and the financial wherewithal that you can be a wholesale investor that is both of those are so much better and so much more successful they'll be so much more successful in building your wealth and reaching your dream than settling for what everybody else does which is buying at retail and buying their investing at retail so thank you for listening remember when you're a direct investor you're going to make way more money and pay way less taxes. See you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As an additional thank you, I want to give a special gift just to our podcast listeners to help you jumpstart your journey to building massive wealth tax-free. This is a group of not just one, but five of my top educational resources on this topic. There are several amazing, helpful PDF downloads and two training videos. These resources are not available and we don't give them away anywhere else. So get these bonuses now. All you have to do is go to wealthability.com slash gift. That's wealthability.com forward slash G-I-F-T and get these gifts to jumpstart your wealth now. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.